0: Why? Hello. Hi. Welcome. Happy Friday and happy winter. Welcome back to the Trading Desk with me, Joshua Danos, and my hairdresser, Jason Main. What's up, man?
1: Everything's good. How about you guys? This is uh great man. It's getting old. Um is it? Alright. Nice shirt. We can
0: find a better uh
1: It's a very loud shirt. Yeah, it is. Well you know what fitting of the individual wearing it.
0: Yeah, that's right, baby. If you guys haven't noticed, I got a Chiefs shirt on. You know why? Because it's football playoff time. You know what do we say? F Tom Brady. Pats go going Chiefs. Down.
1: That's right. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, we got. I want to give a special shout out to uh, a uh, a viewer of the show, and also a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitchell Schwartz. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching. We appreciate your viewership. And please, well, you're not going to sack sack Tom Brady because you're on offensive line, but. Let's let's get a few sacks on Tom Brady. Maybe a couple, uh, pay off some bounties. Eh. You know, maybe we can. Whatever, do whatever you got to do. Head man. hunting. Oh, you know, hold on. Let's get in the chat box. Hey guys, so uh, it's great to be back. Uh, what I wasn't here last week, was I?
1: Nope, I was here with Sequan. Or no, that was the week before. I Think Sequan did Friday by himself. Yeah, or something like that. Cool oh, man. I was in Florida.
0: Yeah, keep it warm. That's right. Show. You you were with me in Florida. Yeah. That's right, guys. That's where I'll be tomorrow. Unfortunately.
1: Nah, we can't cancel your flight. Snow, so whatever. Anyways, thanks for logging on another Friday. Um, I think we're gonna talk about something small that happened in the industry. What's that? Uh, it's called S I H H. Oh yeah, man.
0: Um, Things so are all very different. Tons of stuff on the show today. Um, I love, I love that they have a like a watch um, trade show in the very beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. Because well, Basel's went in March, right? Right. But I like that, you know. New year, let's go hard. Well, it's, it's really not
1: gonna. That's not gonna happen anymore. The shows are gonna be together. Well, next At the year. same time, but this year, year it's Basel's right. in March
0: still, right? So this is the Am last year of uh, yeah mid year. So uh, no, not mid year. Sorry, um, March. March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we find out uh, what happens with Rolex. All oh, the Rolex. Really, is, the most important thing that to happen in Watch World is what uh, happens with Rolex. Hopefully, some
1: new Tudor stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and pull for the uh, Green Pelagos since I didn't get a green. PAM24.
0: Not yet. I it's I very changed. upsetting.
1: So. But there's some cool new Panerais. Uh, titanium Pelagos Talkin in green. That. Let's do that. Let's not get
0: ahead of ourselves, Jason. Anyways. Let's so. do what we normally do, which is wrist checks. Let's check your wrist, Jason. You got something. You got a gold Rolex on, don't you? No, sir. Oh, God. There you go. Yeah.
1: A little bit of blue. Uh, hopefully oh, you guys...
0: You got a Seiko on, you dweeb.
1: Yeah. So that's the uh, Patty Diver. That's cool. uh yeah this is a weekend watch just gonna just enjoy this. so day date my only day date watch um, mm-hmm. it's been a great piece uh gotta love the turtle case that's your uh, only day date watch yeah only Interesting. um you know great fantastic weekend watch water resistant obviously very durable uh like most seikos but this this particular patty comes on a bracelet and uh was very promptly taken off the bracelet and mm-hmm. hasn't seen the bracelet since i don't like the bracelet uh, on the paddy but it has a uh, rubber strap for it too and then this nato that i put on it uh works and was wearing blue today headed into the weekend figured throw something different that's not the uh rolex on for you guys because yeah. been wearing that rolex for like the last uh you haven't uh, taken it three off three months straight. You're wearing that yeah. in miami in yes, the ocean
0: sir. in the nightclubs and strip clubs it is a submariner sir that's right and, it's supposed uh, to
1: Marin under the sub.
0: That's a cool. Watch the rubber strap is fantastic. Is is it the same one that I have on my uh, my Ninja Turtle? Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's great. That's the best way to wear that watch. So, all right. And uh, here's something that hasn't been out of the watch box in quite some time. But now the watch box is in Florida. I have to pick ahead of time what watches I want to bring to Philadelphia. Let's go ahead and get a little wrist check there. Oh, that's a fantastic travel watch too. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a uh, it's really the ultimate pilot's watch. So this is the. Uh, Breitling Aerospace Advantage, forty-two millimeters, discontinued. White dial is somewhat tougher to get than uh, like the blue Super or the darker. Super rare. So, so rare, just really couldn't be more rare. Titanium, and this watch does about everything, including it's a minute repeater. Jason, do you have a minute repeater? I don't. You don't I have do one, do you? I do know that that's your only minute repeater. That is my only minute repeater. <laughs> so this also date eight, by the way, and yeah. you see that's the function that I like to keep it on, so I see it's FR for Friday. 18 for the 18th of the month it will, your watch is set correctly sir that's right man and uh, yeah so I like it a lot uh, have it on a that's a stainless steel clasp beat the hell man I need to probably update these the the rubber strap's starting to get a little um, dried out because I've been I wear this in the ocean another color now maybe no probably keep it blue I just blue? I like this configuration blue I haven't been wearing this dial. enough but um, now that I've been traveling those who don't know I uh, spend my weekends in South Florida now, which is a nice little bit because. More permanently than before? Yeah, man. Well, it snowed yesterday here, which is very upsetting to all involved, right?
1: What's fantastic is when you get off a plane, uh, you leave and it's 70 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. You ahead of time roll up a sweater and put it on your carry on because yeah. you know when you get off the plane and it's 30 degrees
0: here, you're wondering what you did. Yeah, the Northeast, man, it's kind of a nightmare during the winter. But uh, that's but our problem, that's, not yours. That's right. Well, I'm not supposed to up, make. Our problems, their problems. Yeah, let's not do that. All right, so um, that's wrist shots. And today we got a lot of stuff to cover. So we're going to skip this or that, unfortunately. So um, if you guys are upset about that, Jason cares. I don't. Um, All right, so let's get right into it. So so today we want to talk about a lot of new watches that came out of SIHH. Um, A lot of brands made made noise. Some brands didn't. Um, Let's start with the best watch of SIHH. The best watch of SIHH this year was. We got a picture of it. Throw it up on the screen, guys. The first watch that we want to talk about. Boom! There you Look go. That. Moser. They win. That is the Moser edition of the Apple Watch. it This is a tourbillon minute repeater with no hands. So the only way to tell time is to hear it. And there's. Uh, it's incredibly tough to uh, to set this watch as well. From what I understand, is you have to. Um, depress the uh, the plunger for the minute repeater and then when you when you get to the hour it is you have to pull the crown out on yeah, time there's,
1: there's like special
0: markers That's right, sp- special marking on the
1: crown that tell you uh, what you're doing the only way that this could get better and when i first saw this picture is i was like did they completely find a way to make the apple watch work while having a tourbillon in it well, that'll be the next step like with the screen's all black i'm like God oh, it's gotta it's got to turn on like an apple watch so it's it's so cool for a couple different reasons and one of them is just it's just a giant middle finger it's right. like it's the ultimate luxury mm-hmm. complication that you don't really need a mm-hmm. tourbillon right arguably doesn't really make a difference meaningless right so it's, it's at, at that point well <laughs> <laughs> fp <laughs> um so at that point, you're buying a complication that's like the ultimate luxury complication because it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now you're buying a watch it doesn't even have freaking hands on it. There's no way to read it. There's no way to tell the time. How do you tell time? So in a, it's just it's just a giant. Movie theater with that, Jason. It's just a giant <laughs> waste of of wrist space, and there's nothing more luxurious than saying I don't really need this, but right. I like it. Well, so
0: Moser has the best um, the the best sense of humor in Switzerland by far. They love yeah. attacking. Other brands, uh, ones who take themselves too seriously, right. and for that I love them. They made the "Make Swiss Great Again" hat, which I wore on camera with Tim and got literally got handwritten hate mail uh, from uh, anti-Donald uh, folks who <laughs> couldn't read very well, unfortunately. So, uh, but again, uh, Moser, you win the My Award, the Desky <laughs> of 2019. For making this watch, which you're is making, ridiculous, you're making pre Desky nominations. Yes, exactly. Okay. No, no, I just, this, I'm just—I decide who wins in the Deskies By the okay. way, so this is the winner of the SIHH Desky Award. Um, which all right. Is not so a there you go. Thing, so,
1: but congratulations. Okay.
0: So, anybody who can afford that watch, who want, anyone who buys that watch, uh, I want to talk to you because I, I really, I think I would get along with you pretty but, well. But do you though? <laughs> I don't know. Like, can't speak your language. I want to talk honestly. to
1: you if you bought it for the reason that we think it's cool. But if you bought it for the other reason, what what other reason could there could there I mean, be? Just to buy imagine that watch? what somebody could justify
0: buying that watch for. I don't know, man. I, but so, but I to be honest with you, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. I think the same person who buys that watch also buys the Richard Mill new candy watches, and that means you have uh, more money than you know what to do with, but funds, also an amazing yes. sense of humor. So I bet you you're tons of fun. There might be some fun to be had on a yacht with that gentleman. I Guess it depends on what kind of fun you're into. <laughs>
1: You know, I prefer the company of women, but hey, man, whatever. Hey, you know what, Jason? First of all,
0: your hate is not, not, not at home here. I support you. You're my friend. I appreciate that. We are friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm Let's cool. Come on. All
0: right. So, uh, but let's get back to the real world and get to some watches that are actually very impressive and that you actually might see out in the wild. Yeah, these are um, pretty cool. That's right. So, JLC had a pretty nice showing. Um, they... They did some really cool things. So right now on the screen, what you're seeing, Jason, is the new enamel dials uh, for the Master Moon, the Master Perpetual, and the Master Turbion, which are all absolutely, amazingly gorgeous. What do you think, Jay?
1: So when when we did the pre-show, Sequan and myself... um, I believe he picked this piece, the the Master Moon, mm-hmm. and for me, the pre-show pictures didn't do this watch justice. Um, it looked a little stale. Mm-hmm. The enamel dial in these photos and some of the the photos that I've seen since mm-hmm. have really, I mean, you can see it just pops off, uh, you know, off the dial. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see these in person. Uh, we probably won't see, well, you know, so the tourbillon or. The Turbion, I think, is out of fifty,
0: yeah. and these are all white gold, I believe. So the Turbions out of fifty, and then the Perpetual and the Master Moon are both out of a hundred. So they're special right. editions. I think boutique only. I'd say that there's a pretty good chance that uh, next twelve months we'll get at least one of these. Yeah. In, in the Turbion,
1: I don't think so much, but we'll probably see the Moon and the uh, Calendar. Yeah. I, I, I like the watch again. Gonna have to see it in
0: person, but I like it better than I did last week. So yeah, it's great. And then, well, so the real. So, okay, these watches stole the show in terms of, of the wow factor, but what they did is they redesigned the uh, the Master Ultra Thin Date, right? Right. Which, by the way, everything we're talking about here, Tim has done hands-on reviews from Switzerland in real time, and they are by far the best, by far the best reviews that you can get for SIHH. Tim literally snatches a hand, uh, watch out of someone's hand, turns on his cell phone, and does a three- to five-minute review of it right then and there, right. and no one's doing a better job and, and it, he's not editing it yeah it's
1: it's right off the cuff it's fun because you um sometimes when things get a little stale mm-hmm. like you can you don't get the excitement from from tim necessarily mm-hmm. like you can tell he's generally excited to be there mm-hmm. like when he puts hands on something new there's there's a you know yeah. something in his voice and you can you can judge how much he likes something for himself right we all know how much he likes jlc so the videos on these particular pieces um, and the new well. the new redesign of the date mm-hmm. is is pretty cool and that well, watch is pretty clean.
0: Yeah, no, that watch is yeah.
1: fantastic and that makes me want to buy a dress watch,
0: which I, I don't own. I don't think you have one either, do you? I don't really. I mean, I might need to buy a dress watch and a suit because I don't really dress up anymore. But <laughs> seriously, um, but uh, but you know what's You know who's really good at pretending he likes things is Tim. Tim's fantastic. You you guys won't be able to tell. We can because we know him pretty well. You can tell when he's pretending if he likes it or not. But he's good at fanning enthusiasm and, and uh, uses he's fantastic with coming up uh, with amazing adjectives that uh, on the fly and never uses the same one twice and never er, um none of that stuff yeah. not like us no. but uh, so yeah so check out the reviews on a lot of those watches that we're talking about hands-on from Tim um, that's how for the most part that's how I learned about all these watches yeah. and they're fantastic so yeah so the um, so you get three you know new Wow watches somewhat unattainable because they're highly uh, they're very um limited. And uh, you know, cost prohibited. I think what uh, I think I have the prices here. So the um the moon phase is a thirty five eight retail, the perpetual is a fifty five thousand dollars retail, and the tourbillon's an eighty eight five, which I mean so JLC makes some really fantastic watches. Um these are in terms of what you're getting for the money, they're actually pretty affordable. Like it, a Turbion from a smaller independent brand like this, so this exact wash, that Turbion um, would be you know, one hundred forty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think back to like uh, Turbions, what ten years ago? Yeah, they were all two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, like you, you couldn't get a Turbion for less than that. And then
0: you know, so obviously different than some of the older Turbions. So. Well, new, the new, but the new Jean 240000 what two forty, I think. Yeah, the vertical Turbion, which is basically reinvented the entire idea of a Turbion. But <laughs> Literally turned it on its head. Well, the watch is is thick though because <laughs> the turbine is, but it's uh, that watch is gonna be fantastic. We've already had people banging down our doors for that. So, I mean, all those guys who have two hundred forty grand to spend, man. Yeah, it's gonna go over retail. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Not nah, well. It's like a Richard Mill. Um, all right. So, so JLC had some really cool uh, showings at, yeah. at SIHH. So
1: that's three of them on the screen. You know, we talked about a fourth. There, they had a really good show. I think they probably had one of the best. Uh, you know product mm-hmm. releases because they had so many nice pieces they needed it right? um i think they did and i'm kind of hopeful standpoint. to see where you know it, it's a good direction forward so yeah we'll see where they land but so far people seem to be
0: pretty excited for those pieces yeah i mean again like the brand was getting a little stale after the polaris releases which i mean if you watch the deskies mm-hmm. kind of duds um so they definitely needed a little, you know, kickstart. So hopefully that these watches they come back to their core because when you think so, the watch that really defines JLC is probably the the ultra thin perpetual, right? I mean, I, I, I for know, I for an so. everyday watch, I would say so. Yeah, but like if you think of JLC, what is something that they do better than anyone else? It's probably that ultra ultra thin perpetual. Again, I mean, it's also been in movies. I mean, and it's me also it's the Reverso but it's yeah. quite essential JLC. But I guess, but it, the Reverso doesn't have mass appeal the way that the. Uh, the, like an ultra thin does the ultra thin people who are not watch guys will like that watch whereas like a lot of watch people don't like reversos because the square watch it's a weird yeah. case it's you know it has a weird mechanism and I don't know so it's a uh, I think that the ultra thin is is really um, is really kind of the quintessential uh, JLC case I can see the argument, so what they did yeah. was when they when they came back to these watches and they you know redesigned the date and then what they did with with these watches, which is whenever they do like these special editions, is really just trying to get people excited. You know, people who aren't necessarily going to buy the watch, but you know, get them excited about the brand. Which right. I think, I think this probably works. I mean, you guys will tell us how you feel um, in the chat box. Are people are people cursing us?
1: Yeah, no, not cursing us. Somebody just said something about,
0: about IWC, which we will not be talking about
1: today. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, uh, some of the IWCs were. I, I if you watched the uh, show I did with Q, one of, my top pick was one of the IWCs. Um, but that was kind of like the only one that I liked. Um, the rest of them I think failed the mark. I don't quite get bronze on a pilot watch. It's weird to me.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, bronze with green well, dials, think, man.
1: Well, I like green, don't get me wrong. New concept. And bronze and green, yeah, I've been done before. But bronze on a pilot watch, I, I feel like the Mark 18 bronze is going directly after the, the uh, bronze Tudor. And, like, how are you going to put bronze pilot watch against bronze dive watch? Uh, I don't see the, the correlation. But I'm sure people will jump all over that watch. It's going to be a relatively uh, affordable price point for what it is. And uh, it will
0: probably sell out. So, anyways. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, all right. So, JLC had a good showing. Our, uh, we'd say... Uh, yeah, two thumbs w- up. Yeah, we are bullish on JLC moving forward, hopefully, this year. All right. Uh, the next... What's the next one, Jay? Josh uh, yeah, put
1: his pre-order in on all three of these watches because nah, he's going to own true. every single one. Nah, I will not. But uh, no. no, but pretty cool. We're so, excited. What At least I it? am.
0: It's uh, Cartier. That's right, Cartier Santos chronograph. They made a chrono, Which and I mean? not only is it a chrono, it's well, it's not it's not a mono pusher, but it's not. It looks like one. It looks like one. It's probably cooler than a mono pusher. It's fantastic. In my opinion. So people don't really, when they think about Cartier, they think of usually jewelry, and that's why Cartier gets a lot of hate. Or you know, Cartier and Rolex, say thirty years ago, were probably on par with each other in terms of sellability. Now that people, you know, watch um, the watch world has expanded greatly, and and uh, social media and all these things, Cartier gets a lot of hate. Well, so obviously, I I like the Cartier Santos, the new redesign. I own one personally. I really like it. Um, They came out with a new watch. This chrono, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I love that. So, oh, sorry, what I want to talk about before is that Cartier actually has like a high horology division that they, where they make the CPCs, right? right. So, they, they all have like some really interesting, um, uh, highly finished movements, really cool complications. You know, a lot, they have mono pusher chronos, which I, right. I'm very partial to. Yeah, like so, monos- they took like a, a page out of that book and made an everyday chrono that doesn't have. The, uh, the extra pushers, which is fantastic. So this watch is really awesome. Uh, Tim has a review on these as well. Um, what I didn't see, which I hope to see, is an all stainless version. I also saw some prices that I wasn't sure, for, these watches are not on Cartier's website yet, so I don't have real pricing. I read somewhere that the minimum pricing for, for one of these, which I assume is like the, the PVD, or the DLC coated bezel version, right. was 24,000. If that's the case, that's a massive mistake. Uh, I can't really? imagine that's the case. Nah, yeah. I saw the I mean, a price range... for the
1: all-gold piece that nah. might have been what... I don't know. That seems excessive.
0: It's absurd. So um, I, I
1: have to... Let's hope that's not the case, but... I can't imagine that Overall, I like the aesthetic of it. I think the, uh, you know, the the start stop actuating pusher on mm-hmm. that side of the case it, it looks it fits really well right um when i heard that there may be a chronograph of this coming i was hoping it wasn't going to be the crown guards because it would have made the watch look weird oh god terrible. um but i think this is a nice solution the dial's clean um i like to date the six i think the layout overall on the watch is nice i, I agree i would have liked to seen a steel version and i think uh they coming out of the to, box right? um with loom on the dial, which the uh, other generation right. doesn't, and having a deployment buckle on the straps—that's not that that fold clasp,
0: right? Well, um, the, the tension, yeah. So, and yeah. then you
1: also have it retains the quick change
0: straps, right? Yeah, the same one that yours has. Absolutely. So, yeah. So the uh, yeah. So just to be clear, the the start and stop pusher is on the opposite side of the crown, and then the reset pusher is the actual crown. I think it's the cabochon. They said that you press that in. Right. Um, I'll have to see that in person. Tim has a video on it. Like I said. So, so far we're seeing art. We see the two-tone version on the bracelet. The In the middle, what you're seeing is a a uh, steel with a DLC-coated bezel. And uh, I so I was reading, it looks like they have a full DLC bracelet. And then also they have a rubber strap that's embossed to look like the bracelet as well. So I don't know what which version they're showing there because it looked the same from that angle. And then they have the all rose gold, which is, I think it's beautiful, it's absolutely gorgeous.
1: I saw a side shot of that watch uh, from a video, I think, and it looks like that's the rubber strap Mm -hmm. and it has the screws screwed straight into the rubber. And then it's kind of like, uh, you know, like the accordion strap from a Panerai has the bellows in it. Mm -hmm. So that's what it looks like. It looks comfortable. I I could take or leave the screws in the strap. I Mm -hmm. know it's like iconic Cartier look, but you got screws all over the bezel, but. Overall, I think it's a nice piece. Um, it's a great think, you know, We'll see what the price range actually is.
0: I would have liked to have seen the bezel ceramic, but... Sure. Which, that, yeah, that, that would hold up better because that's one of the, the really only complaints I have is that the, the polished bezel gets some love on it. I mean, yeah. you guys have seen mine. I don't know if you have or not, maybe I'll wear it next time. We're, I've, I've already I've already loved mine. Yeah. Um, so some things that uh, might give me some hesitation about the watch. Now it's a 43 millimeter, which... I guess they just really couldn't help themselves but going back to a little bit larger watch because, you know, the old Cartier Santos' were almost unwearable, the XLs. So it's a 43, though the proportions look fine. It looks like it still should wear, you know, relatively uh, reasonably on your wrist. Um, It's also thicker. I think I read it was like 12 millimeters thick, uh, something like that. Um, Like you said, loom on the dial, which is fantastic. It's supposed to be a, a pilot's watch. You need loom for a pilot's watch. Tool watches have to have loom. Sure. Right? Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, while these these, of course, in rose gold on a leather strap, is not um, is not going to be a true tool watch, but it is a chronograph, and it's based off a tool watch, so it has to have loom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really like these watches. I'm very excited to see them in person. Hopefully, Cartier sends them to us soon, uh, and hopefully, they release a full stainless version uh, that uh, I would enjoy myself. Yeah.
1: Uh, I hope to see different dial colors in this, too. Probably second generation of the Chrono release. You have to imagine. But we'll see. That yeah. ro- that all rose gold Chrono is begging for a brown dial. Right. Yeah, that,
0: exactly. Oh, God, that would be amazing, dude. Because they have all the straps. So And then, like you said as well, they have a new style clasp. It looks like it, it's not a fold over. It's, it's a push button. So, like, uh, akin to, like, I guess how Hublot works where hmm. it, you're going to have a... Um, oh, so uh,
1: Sorry to interrupt. JBO Surf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, loyal viewer and commenter. I'm going to go ahead and take this as the truth. Uh, Santo Chronos apparently started eighty nine fifty. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. And go. The gold is twenty four. Oh, thank so, God. So thank
0: you. Hopefully, you're, uh, you're yeah. Hopefully, that's good information because uh, from what I saw, I think it said they range from twenty four thousand to like seventy six thousand. Yeah, seems excessive. It is insane. But, all right. Eighty nine makes more sense. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Cartier again. So, but not just because of these watches, but. The uh, but because of what Cartier is doing, they had the buyback last year. They also, yeah. um, you know, redesigned the Santos and and uh, they also redesigned the Dumont as well. Which, uh, I don't, I, I could take it or leave yeah. that watch, but it's still nice. Um, I'd say uh, I am uh, bullish on uh, Cartier yeah. as well.
1: I like these Chronos. Um, you know, we said we liked the new Santos before this. I think uh, it's a positive step in the right direction. The Dumont is kind of a cool reissue. Didn't really. Uh, agree with the way that strap mounts to that watch. I think it would have been nicer, similar to the to these with the finished logo. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah the way that's It's, that it's strap a little weird, mounts. but exactly. we got to see it on wrist. Everything's from photos now, so we'll see. But uh, coming out of something like this, which is probably a reasonable purchase and something to wear. Yeah, 8950 to, 50 for a chrono. To uh, our segueing into our next watch, which is rather unreasonable yeah. request and a little bit ridiculous. Oh, baby. But that's why you love them.
0: That's right um were you announce bill. yeah yeah richard bill did some <laughs> i don't know if you call it interesting uh Certainly they different. did some stuff they did something all right we got some photos let's just throw those up there real quick you're going to want to adjust the color on your screen oh there man. uh no yeah when you know what they buy these are photos we took right off their website and it makes sense that they have neon green behind this and then neon orange or what do you call it? uh so these watches are absurd and I think this embodies really what Richard Mill should be which is don't take yourself too seriously right Ah, oh, there you go I think that's a cool shot it shows them putting together yeah, one of these dials cool. sticking hand-painted candy pieces onto the dial of an RM 16 so what they did was they took the um, uh, they took the RM 16 which is probably one of their like least uh, tradable or least desirable Cases and they said, We're gonna make this into the craziest watch that we've ever made, right? So, you have a successive well, they're called the Bon Bon yeah. line, right? They're ten, 10 new models. They have them in the the tonneau shape, which are a little bit thinner, which I guess those have to be ladies' watches. Um, yeah, what I see it was like a mono pusher chrono covered in candy slices. They have then they have the marshmallow, which we just posted a picture of. That's clearly a ladies' watch, yeah, no and doubt.
1: Some guys will try and wear that, though. Oh, whatever, dude. I mean, I don't know. To me, when I first saw these, I thought of the uh, the Hublot Tutti Frutti's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of back to, like, so ridiculous that it's it's just fun. Right. But, um,
0: you know, it's an RM, so it'll sell no matter what. $100,000 Tutti Fruity, forged candy card. Watch. Well, it's NTPT, yeah. candy watch. But the details on these watches... So it's funny, because we talk about, like, hand finishing. So the art, which... If we take a step back and and we look at what Swiss watches are or luxury watches are it's really just mechanical art right would you agree
1: yeah so it is I I mean, there are tool
0: watches yeah. but there are for way less money you can get quartz tool watches like we talk about dive watches like Sunto really yeah. makes the best dive watches um, the reason for that is because uh, technology has surpassed everything right so so these are just mechanical art well I think this embodies the idea of mechanical art as well as anything else so while it's certainly not doesn't have the the care and uh, seriousness of say like a a Patek, you know, fifty two seventy or a Lange, uh you know. Uh, what's Zite your favorite work, Lange I would I would say it's probably the the most. There, yeah. right. So this is this goes the other way. But I mean, honestly, you know, these are all handmade as well. You have a lot of care, a lot of attention, a lot of detail yeah. put into these watches. So while I certainly will never be in a position to purchase one of these and even if i was financially i don't know if i would i would have to i have to be there in order to decide i know that i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm open i don't say, say that, that Jason, like
1: you you have to understand that the, the type of guy that's going to buy this was going to buy an rm anyways and that's the type of guy that was that i mean this is perfect for
0: so well so i put it this way we were talking about this earlier and mm-hmm. it, it i i feel like the person who would buy say the rm 16 NTPT carbon, you know, I I forgot the name of this watch. Let's see if I have it here. But the the one with the the candy slices on the on the dial, the guy who would purchase that for hundreds of thousands of dollars and wear that is somebody who I'd like to meet because his sense of humor would be unbelievably fantastic. He probably has more money than he knows what to do with, and the greatest sense of humor. So he's probably a lot of fun. And and the uh, the pressure of that money is just driving him crazy. Or, or, just, or the just opposite. He's looking for ways to express himself, or the by wearing something like this. He's, he, or he might be a guy who says, "Don't care what it costs. Yeah. Got to wear that because it's fun." Yeah. So, I mean, I just—they're absurd. And uh, from a lot of the, the watch nerds and, and the, you know, the uh, let's leave it at watch nerds out there. Yeah. You know, they're hating on these watches. And while yeah, it's probably not anyone's actual taste to spend the money. It's fantastic that somebody made these, and that's how I feel about that. Yeah, it's
1: goofy for you know extravagant sake. Um, the the shot of them placing the markers on the dial is probably one of my favorite shots of SIHH it's a cool shot I like watch
0: making shots but it's pretty cool what's really funny is that that's like totally staged and like you cut to like some you know fully mechanical robot uh, covered uh, factory where they're just stamping them out and throwing them together (laughs) imagine if that was the case that would be funny well no that would be the
1: watches uh, in two years when they when someone tries to knock these off
0: which by the way these are very Romain Jerome-esque uh, which are fun watches, but uh, probably overpriced right. for what they are. But um, all right, so there you go. Richard Mill made some serious noise with watches that people aren't really actually going to wear, but if they if they do, you know, you probably want to have a conversation with them. Um, so, who made the biggest splash? This is this is where it gets exciting, right? Who made the biggest splash? Would you say of S I H H twenty nineteen so far? Uh, I think. Uh we're about to talk about them, and who's that? Uh, AP. That's right, Adam R. P. Gay. So, what did they do? Let's talk first about things that are universally liked. Royal Oak. What did they do to the new fifteen five hundred? They redesigned it. So, let's play along real quick, guys. Which one is the new fifteen five hundred, and which one's the old 14, 15, so We should have done a, a poll. Should have done a this or like a. Left that's a right right poll. Yeah, well, it's too late yeah. now, Jason. Awesome watch. Um yeah, you want to talk about or did you want? Yeah, let's talk about these. Okay. That's what so we're here to do, man. So, all right. So if you if you haven't figured it out yet, the one on the left on your screen is going to be the new 15500. The one on the right is the old 15400. So 15400, especially in blue right now, above retail watch. It was a 178 retail watch, stainless steel, 41 millimeter Royal Oak. Um not fully in house movement. So they redesigned this watch. They changed the proportions. They changed the movement. They changed the dial. And now they call it the fifteen five hundred. And now they charge you nineteen thousand dollars for it from a boutique. It's basically just a, a overly refined version of the fifteen four hundred. So
1: um proportions look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I gotta see it in person, obviously, but I like the uh Delete of the marker next to the date window. Okay. I think it cleans it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you know when we're talking about like the evolution of a design. It's all about you know cleaning up the little aesthetics that make sure. sense, mm-hmm. in balancing the dial. So um, I like that quite a bit. I like the larger date window. Sure. I think it makes sense for a watch that's uh, emphasized as a sport and uh, tool kind of watch. Makes sense. Um, you know, overall, I think it I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, some of the things that we used to rag on with APs in the past were some of the movements that they chose to use in some of these pieces right. like so blah, blah yeah think, for yeah. the for the uh, for what you're spending and for the hype that's behind this watch I think it, it's a good i it's a really cool idea to get a new version of it um I don't know that I would necessarily like sell my fifteen four hundred to go find one of these fifteen five hundreds, mm. but I could see guys having both yeah so um,
0: and maybe different overall dial
1: yeah dial colors are nice I actually i mean again you got to see them in person I assume it's the same blue um in the same ruthenium, but it could have a slight
0: different gradients so well there's um, no more black dial i believe i think they discontinued black dial so they just make a silver ruthenium and blue yeah uh, i have to double check that it might they might have discontinued the silver but i can double check oh here we go yes no silver look at that jason yeah it's just ruthenium and black ruthenium yes so you can see also the markers are fatter a little bit more loom so again more sport watch it's it is a little thicker from what i understand thicker than a snicker uh tim likes the watch. Tim has an unbelievable uh, hands-on review of these watches. Again, if you're just tuning in, Jason or Jason, Tim Masso, That's not me. Jason, not you, Jason. I was
1: not in Switzerland. No,
0: Tim Masso did hands-on uh, real-time reviews of all these watches, and he just just churning out video after video, and they're all unbelievable. So if you want to know any everything and anything about these watches, you're gonna go to that, go to our watchbox. Studios channel and just look at the top row. You'll see yeah, all of his new videos. How and good is that? Or the rose gold? It is so beautiful. Good. It, well, yeah. you know what the portions, because it is a little thicker too. But uh, I like the bezel's a little thinner, right? So they the bezel was a little chunky on the on the on the fifteen four hundred. Right. So they thinned out the bezel a little bit. They changed the the um, proportions. So I, I'm really excited to see these in person. Fortunately, uh, the only place to get these now seems like is the boutique. You have to get them direct, Jason. Good luck with that. Which which means no discounts for Ready? the most part right and um, yeah there's no discounts on these watches and uh, so they should be holding lots of value if the demand holds which seems like it will and uh, I'm very excited to see these. the other watch that they released is uh, arguably better I- I'd say for the third watch we're gonna talk about this watch makes up for any negativity right and that is the new 38 millimeter chronos oh god so these things look unbelievable and this is perfect this is literally what they needed to do the 41 millimeter chrono is way too big for a lot of people wears closer like a 44 a 38 chrono this one's gonna wear closer to a 40 if you watch Tim's review on it you can see it on his wrist it fits perfectly I think these watches are gonna be an unbelievable hit not only in the US but also I say Asia is perfect for these watches too right so they are they, these watches I believe are gonna be tough to get I have to assume do you think <laughs> I can guarantee I, it. The retail, um, I think, was like twenty three six from what I read. So it's just under what the retail would be for the forty ones. Yeah, uh, same movements as from what the uh, same in house movements right. that for the watches we're going to talk about next. Um, but I just these are perfect. Uh, I love dial colors. I love the watches. I love the idea of a thirty eight millimeter chrono from AP. Uh, just. Home run with these. Yeah, I think the watch uh
1: you know, they hit it right on the head. Um the Panda dial is my favorite variation of that. Mm-hmm. Uh but I loved the 41 Chrono. Yeah. Um and I'm, so I'm excited to see how this wears cuz it do, that watch does wear a little bit big. Mm-hmm. Um but I think this is going to be perfect for a lot of people. Problem is getting one. And uh yeah, it might be tough. Yeah, it's gonna, it's definitely going to be tough right. and
0: do does this now become uh, an over retail watch? Uh I on think a at or? first Anything that comes out from AP right now is probably going to yeah. be a bump over retail, or right at retail uh, pre-owned, except for the next watch. Ah, uh, maybe we'll see what happens. Um, I think these are most likely going to wear similar to like a Speedmaster on the wrist.
1: Yeah, I think like it's going to. I think it's going to uh, hit right at forty uh, size-wise on the wrist, mm-hmm. okay. and I think
0: that's going to be perfect for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, let me see here. The yeah, so we have some prices here, but we're not going to go over that. So the. Uh, The next watch, which is very controversial, um, AP, who, again, is double middle fingers to the entire watch industry, no more authorized dealers for the most part, selling everything in-house boutique, and now they came out with what they thought would revolutionize their brand, and that is the watch that I like to call the Home Before Midnight. Code 1159. All right, so all jokes aside... First impressions of this watch were negative from a lot of people, including myself. I think that Tim broke it down best. The watch case is cool. The idea of this watch is good to get away from the Royal Oak, though we'll talk in a second about how they really didn't get away from the Royal Oak. Um, I think the dials is where they had a misstep, but that can pretty much be easily fixed. I think out of every misstep you make on uh, releasing a new style watch, if you do everything right but the dial doesn't work, it's something you can easily correct. Would you agree? Right, yeah.
1: I think that of an overall design process that would be the easiest thing to fix Mm -hmm. um you know engineering of a case obviously the movement they're going to be the two hardest things to fix sure but dial is really just style aesthetic Mm -hmm. um for me the dial isn't so much the problem on this it's the chapter ring on the dial it's really uh that's what catches my eye so the outside chapter ring for me seems displaced from the dial i think if it was one level entirely the watch would be a little bit cleaner um, I don't care for the lollipop second hand, I think it makes the watch look cheap to be quite honest. And the position of the date somehow reminds me of like a Japanese movement. So hmm. it just, those, those design aesthetics are weird to me. So that I think m- the case design
0: is, is nice. It's nice. but So that movement I believe is the same movement as, or no I like guess the chrono movement is the same movement that they put in the 38mm chronos. Um, where the date's the same place. But again, that's more of a sport watch, where this is supposed to be a dress watch. But the, the
1: date window at that angle, when you have the chronograph register on the dial, makes sense. Is, it makes sense, because you need to fit it in there,
0: you need to be able to read it. But this is a wide-open, like dressier watch. Mm-hmm. It just looks weird. Yeah, I, I much probably would have rather liked to see it at the 6 or the 3. Um, also, the, the, the Arabic numerals and, and the font that they chose is, is perplexing to me. Questionable at best. Right, yeah. Again, this can all easily be fixed. So that's that was our negative feelings about the watch, positive feelings. So let's get to the next clip or, uh, next picture that we have. Wait. All right, so now you can see a, a cross-section of the case. A couple things are cool. The way that these lugs are uh, are attached to the case, they're only attached at the top end of the case. So on the bottom end, there's there's a space there. So these lugs can literally camphor, like a, a, a half a, mil- a millimeter. Right. But it's... That, that's something right That's interesting design um, second thing if you notice looks like there's a Royal Oak in there Jason just so, in the mid case right so the mid case is is, uh, is looks like a roll oak bezel um, so it reminds you I guess of AP and, and if you watch some of the videos from Francois who's you know, basically a Titan in this industry right now uh, if you disagree with him it seems like you're always wrong uh, at this point so he's very excited about this he'd said this is revolutionized the brand and is, is unlike anything else well I don't know if both though both those statements are true I think that it's interesting for AP they also the other thing they did was um, you familiar with like the bowl of the curve case yeah so they they did a, a similar tech crystal where it's um, I don't even know you have the words to describe it where it's uh, it's basically flat in the middle but it's boat on each side right so that's interesting I guess I don't know if that if that's going to be appreciated as much it's, as it's just a it's a piece that you could have seen been put out by like a few
1: brands you know and <laughs> it like it's that. yeah I'll, I'll be i'll leave it uh like be positive
0: say positive there
1: I, I think there's room for improvement i think the dial work needs to change mm-hmm. um you know if if uh, a certain japanese brand that I, I really really like that does amazing dials yeah. if we took some uh, aesthetic from something like that but um
0: Certainly, room for improvement. Grand Seiko, you're talking about Grand Seiko. So, if Grand Seiko started making dials for AP, I think this would this would be more of. a Imagine hit. that watch with a snowflake dial. Oh, dude, that would, that would be cool. But they've left themselves room to improve. Yeah. Um, let's get the next picture up there real quick. You see a cross section of all the new models. A whole bunch of them. Right. Um. So here you see you see the time only on the left. Then you see the chrono in blue. The blue dial is not as bad. So the worst worst of them is this black dial, which. At this angle is readable, but at every other picture you see live or otherwise, the black dial is absolutely unreadable. It's hard to make. Apparently, it is a, um, it's a uh, black lacquer dial, which they said it has like uh, what is it? It was either six or eleven layers of lacquer. I'm sure it's unbelievably hard to make. People are not going to appreciate it. Can I just so similar
1: to last week, Q, and I mentioned something that I saw and can't be unseen. Hmm. That blue dial chronograph looks. Um, at least from afar, in that photo, looks exactly
0: like the Calibre. Oh. yeah, it does look a lot like a Calibre. But so it's it's. Uh, what I'm doing is okay. I'm going to reserve judgment to get these watches until I get these watches on my wrist. Um, again, I, I will... so we talked about this earlier. So again, you have the you have the Chronos. Uh, I think that the yellow gold black dial and like gray subdials. I think that's the most handsome out of all these watches. Yeah. Um Tourbillon's nice, I guess. Not sure, um, but. What I think that, what I would have done if I was sitting in those board meetings and they're, they're, you know, Francois banging on the desk and asking, what do we do? We need to revolutionize the brand and get away from the Royal Oak. We can't just be the, Ro-. right? So if he's doing that, what I say is we don't need round watches. Everybody makes round watches. Literally everyone does. Uh, AP is known for a, right. a Royal Oak, which is not a round watch. So what they could have done is a, a variation or, a, yes, a variation of a watch that they already make which is the concept so I think that what they should have done was gone for a tono state style watch obviously these watches are very popular the hottest watch on the planet right now are, are Richard Mill they make tono style style right. watches they don't really have to compete with Richard Mill because they don't have to make $250,000 watches the other brand that used to make used to be very popular making tono style watches is Frank Muller which nobody's really competing with Frank Muller because uh, Frank Mueller doesn't compete right so they could have at, at their position especially with their brand hype and the people at their disposal they have some of the best people in the watch world working for them designers and otherwise I believe if they would have taken a scaled-down version of that concept watch and they made that new watch and then decided to brand themselves as the no round watch company because they yeah. don't make even milanaris they don't make men's Milanaris anymore no yeah. more Jules Audemars they didn't they didn't have to go round I feel like they went they went the opposite of, uh, of bold and AP special Royal Oaks It just screams like a bold watch right again these might do well we have to see you know what consumers how consumers feel but that would have been my take it say hey let's make let's make that that watch a tono style watch it's it's sporty but it's different than what we already make and we can really brand ourselves and keep ourselves well you just you just gave away their next year's SIHH watch if they do that I'll be stoked as long as they send you a check Nah, they can keep the check man just send me a watch
1: so Um, Anyways, uh, I feel like you know. I think we both are gonna uh, reserve judgment on these, but not particularly uh, looking forward to them.
0: I don't know. I like to see them in, in hand. So uh, I'd say within the industry, within the watch industry, the watch snobs of the watch industry immediately throw up on themselves when they saw this. Uh, consumers, customers that I talked to, or AP collectors, were not so down about these watches. So. I took a step back and said, all right, you know what? I don't want to immediately hate this. Let me look at it for what it is. And I don't hate it as much as it's, some of the other guys have. It's almost a uh, direct parallel
1: to something that happened in the car industry this this week. What's that? Which is the uh, controversial uh, Toyota Supra oh, release. Yeah? I think I love so it. So all the purists, all the, the JDM guys, the Supra guys, are, are, oh my God, it's Snops. the worst thing that ever happened. They killed the Supra. Idiots. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's something to be said. So it's underpowered. It's co-collaborated with BMW there's so there's half the camp is let's wait and see what it actually is and mm-hmm. half of it's like it's garbage get rid of it which is similar to this I think there's such a, a refined culture and people that stick to the brand so hard right half of them are divided and you know or let's see what it actually looks like sure and other people are done with it Carefully but i would i would say just with a little bit of caution
0: let's wait and see what they look like i but, think that the well the answer should really always be reserved judgment i think yeah. snap judgments are almost always wrong and if they're right you just got lucky so like think At least about it's what not it
1: a is. life and death thing right it's a hobby so if you're going to
0: rush to a judgment <laughs> on something let it be a hobby that's fair i guess right. and but. if it's fun for you to rush a the judgment then have fun don't let me don't listen to what i say right all right so ap probably made the most noise especially with this code 1159 which i like to call the home before midnight you're gonna say that again. Catch that. Yeah. Let's get that catching on there. Home before midnight, because it was kind of like a nerdy-looking watch. I, I, it, did you I thought, buy that URL already? Not yet. No. Hopefully somebody else did. Um, I haven't bought any URLs in quite some time. I do own Jasonmain.com though. No, you don't. You want to bet. Moving on. <laughs> so, um, all right. So uh, next brand, and I think this is our last brand that we're gonna yeah. talk about today. Which it is. is, which is a brand that we both invest in personally. Actually, no, we got three or four more brands, right, Harrison? We're good cheering. We got uh, probably another hour or so of the show, guys, so buckle up. Um, So, all right, so the last brand we want to talk about is a brand that uh, Jason and I both invest in, we both like, both know a lot about. That's Panerai Yeah. That's right. So they released some cool watches, the coolest of which, let's post now. Pull up that photo. Oh, no? Nope, that would not be (laughs) the one. Not it. Miss Q. Green. Code word green. There you go.
1: All righty. It's green.
0: So it is green. I like it. So that is the Pam 961, and that's a special edition, limited edition of 33 pieces, and it's made of Carbotech. It's a Marina Militar. It's 47 millimeter millimeters. It's huge, and it's got green accents. Jason, best part about that watch is the green accents.
1: Um, I wish it wasn't that large, but I guess in the Carbotech material, mm-hmm. you know, they wear light anyhow. Um, I well, think is the overall, 616, is that a
0: 44 or 47?
1: I always forget. 616 is... The first Carbotech. Is 47, isn't it? I don't know. I so think I was 47. You, Jason.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, then, it's the same as that.
1: Anyhow, it's green. I approve of green. I like it. I think... Um, there's some cool
0: stories behind these pieces well so let me talk about my first impressions our first impressions of when we saw these first right with no explanation saw pictures Panerai released a bunch of new Carbotex different dials and the first thing I thought was oh Lord Panerai decided to be who blow right okay they're gonna pick a case they're gonna overdo it to death and now Panerai's are gonna be worthless and I put my head in my hands and I wept a bit then I decided well why why don't I a little research instead of just snapping judgment here, buddy. So I read and I found out that most of these uh, iterations of these um, Panerais or these submersibles are basically unattainable because they're made in tiny, tiny little runs. So the green is a 33. I believe the Luna Rossi or no, sorry, the Mike Horn, the blue Mike Horn, which is the one that we'll talk about in a second right made out of 19 9 pieces or 19 something like that 19, luna rossi yes. is not limited to a number but it says it'll be limited which i don't even understand this production will be limited through the completion of the 2021 america's cup so i guess until right. that they'll make, they're they're many make as many the as they watch.
1: want until they don't make them anymore <laughs> okay
0: all right <laughs> which is but what? again so they're so this is interesting so let's take a step back and ask ourselves why are they doing this and what's the new uh direction for panerai and how is this why, why is there a new direction for Panerai, sure. Jason? Uh, you have, might have a little insight on this.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first, do you want to touch on on what the attraction to the 961 and some of these pieces are? We'll or, on, let's let's talk first about um, who. Yeah. I mean, who's, so, who's in charge of this now? Uh, Jean Marc, right? Who um, JMP you, Yeah. Who you guys may know? Um, Roger Dubuis. Roger DeBouille. Uh is now running um, Panerai. Is it? Yeah. So he's now running Panerai and. Uh, is known for. Um, I happened to get to go on a, a Lamborghini expedition. Was it like last year? Uh, yeah, last year where we went out to uh, California and drove Lamborghinis around the racetrack like right. crazy people, and it was fantastic. Um, but in that group of people was, uh, you know, high-end customers, <laughs> you know, friends of the brand. It was an outreach program, and really, what it is is driving the luxury experience past the goods, mm-hmm. which is something that Jean Marc is known for something that he preaches you know um, the experience and while the watch uh, may not be worth you know the limited edition nine nine price you know to some people that experience that they get when they do the watch is probably worth half of that
0: well so so JMP he his sale style or his idea of moving luxury products is with an experiential sale right. so what he did was if he bought one of these Lamborghini Um, uh, Roger DeBuis you were invited to come drive Lamborghinis with professional drivers in California so it's a a once-in-a-lifetime or like a uh, a a very special experience that you can only get um, there and only if you have the watch so that's what he brought to Panerai which this is very interesting because Panerai being a tool watch a dive watch and you're just making the same models over and over again and really it's like myself and like five other people can really identify all these models because they all look very similar. And if you show somebody a panerai for the first time and you show them a different panorama from the first time, they're gonna say those are the two same two of the same watches. So to set everything apart, he's saying, "All right, well you can buy the normal, which is let's throw up the first picture with the the black and white dial, the the new Marina Militaire. Yeah, it's the nine seven nine. Okay, so the nine seven nine. So this is the regular production run of. The new Marina Militaire the full Carbotech with that dial, um, forty-seven millimeters. So you can buy that. It's nineteen thousand dollars retail. Whether we think it's worth nineteen thousand dollars, we'll find out. Okay. If you want the one with the green, let's change that picture. You will see. You will have to pay thirty-nine thousand nine hundred dollars, but you also get a which one? Shoot, man, I can't remember what the experience is with this, but you basically get to go on an excursion with a some sort of amazing adventure so they did the same thing with the uh luna rossi you get to dive with uh with the or no so that's that's a uh sail racing team so you get to right. do a circuit with them the new mike horn uh which you know you used to have to buy my Horn, and you say okay now i get to own my Horn. these so you have the one with the the green dial or the green loom is just the regular one um i don't have price points for these i don't think i do um but so that's like the the regular edition then you have a very very limited it's either 9 or 19 I read um, pieces made with the blue loom and now you get to go with Mike Horn to the polar ice cap that one's 19 pieces
1: 19 the blue pieces
0: one. the blue so you buy the watch you get an experience what, what I think is cool about this is that number one those watches probably won't trade if you go on an ex- expedition with Mike Horn after exceed uh, after with that receiving watch this watch on your wrist now he's what he's doing is He's forcing some sentimental value onto a watch, right? And those are those are the watches that people keep, right? So if he doesn't want people just trading his watches willy nilly and killing the market value, he wants them to keep it. Sure. He's forcing a uh, uh, an experience with the watch, which I think is very smart. and It's interesting. Um, I don't know how how it's going to affect the the value of the watches that Was are, are the, not uh... limited, but um, I think these are all very cool. Um, do I think that he should have released a bunch of 47 millimeter submersibles? I, I would have to say I don't think so. I think if he would have done a full line of 42 millimeter submersibles, right. which he did, they also did with the 683, which looks beautiful. The 42s are perfect. I think the 47s, their time has gone and passed. But um, being in Carbotech and titanium, or, or they call this like, a, is it Trashtanium or something? Yeah, what do it's, they call it? Well, it's, uh, it's essentially
1: recycled titanium, right? Repurposed right, 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 right. titanium. Um, yeah. I like the the design aesthetic <laughs> for the like yeah for the uh the horns I like the bezel it's a little uh yeah master. masterish yeah um but I like the design just dis- cuz it's different you know it uh sets itself apart I don't know if I love the uh printing on the
0: crystal for oh, the oh yes for the to the submersible notation but you'll see that in Tim's in Tim's video right. that the uh the the word painterized submersible and automatic 300m is laser etched onto the crystal so it casts a shadow and it moves it's interesting it's new for panerai um
1: I, we've seen other watch brands do it it's not my not favorite universally element. loved i do like the straps on the mic horns i think those are pretty cool oh
0: those are made out of um, yeah, the recycled as uh, well. trash as well yeah. but, but listen man you gotta upcycle
1: listen your it. panerai came out trash from the bottom of the ocean oh, too
0: i literally yeah mine yeah. these are Repurpose trash. Mine is actual trash, and I love it. I love it dearly. I was looking at that so in I my think, watchbox the other day. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that watch. I think but. overall, um,
1: you know, besides the fact that they're 47 millimeters, the uh, the new direction, you know, the creating the experience, the making them super uber limited, right, with pieces that are you know double digits as mm-hmm. opposed to you know 1,500 or 2,000 pieces. Right. Um, you know, makes them cool. It makes it a story watch. Makes it a little bit more desirable. Um, which is only gonna raise all boats
0: for Panerai so it seems like it We'll We'll see so yeah I I I think that's an interesting direction you notice that they didn't didn't reintroduce like some old Panerai which is what Panerai has been doing for the last what ten years so I wonder how it's gonna go if they're gonna they're looking towards modern technology and like I wonder if you're gonna see some very useful dive complications or some things like that uh, that are gonna come out of like like focus on technology as opposed to its heritage uh, I think a mix of that is probably good, but I mean, like, how many how many different iterations can you make of a Luminor? Well, they f- they're figuring it out. It seems like. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyhow, uh, for Panerai, uh, if we're gonna stick to the rating system, I think uh, I would say two thumbs up on these guys.
0: Is that right? Yeah. All right, cool. So we're are we are we uh, are we bullish on every brand that we've talked about so far? Oh, we're just whores, man. I can't believe all these brands are paying us to pretend like we like them. You're Wait, you're getting paid?
1: Right, we're going to have to renegotiate my contract.
0: All right, guys. So that's our recap of SIHH 2019. There's other brands that we didn't talk about. IWC, Parmigiani made a cool watch that I like. Uh, we didn't Hermes talk did about it. the Double
1: Moon, which Hermes I thought Hermes
0: cool. made a watch that I would buy for uh, a fraction of the yeah. retail. Um, but uh, I, think, I think there's some exciting things that are coming out of the watch world. I think Basel is going to be... So unbelievably exciting for the watch world, because we're gonna see what Rolex is get discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, all right, guys, so, um, hopefully you enjoyed talking sitting with yeah, us tonight was fun. For me, it was. I thought it was cool. I wonder for the uh, viewing public, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yes. We're finished here, guys. Go ahead, please subscribe. We have like how many sixty six thousand subscribers now, right? When are we going to get to hundred thousand? That's true. Should we buy some? So you want to buy some subscribers? I heard you can. You, there's some some Brazilian websites you can just buy subscribers, man. You make yourself look like you're super popular. There's some other brands that I know of that have done that. Yeah, they have many more subscribers than we do. Most of them are are bought from Brazilian websites. All right. So well, so uh, subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. Also, go Chiefs. F the Patriots. F Tom Brady. You suck, bro. You heard me here. You suck, dude. That's right. You no good. Just lose and retire already. Why are Please. you still letting this guy go?